You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm here with my beautiful guest, <laughs> Abana. Wama, a chumpum. Perfect. Perfect. That was okay. perfect. It's a beautiful yes. name. Thank is this you. a Ghanaian name? Yes, it's a Ghanaian name. Yeah. Beautiful name. Um, and I feel like my inner soul is still on glow from yesterday. I feel the same way. Yesterday's event that you curated was incredible. <laughs> Beauty Thank and chill. You. The title is perfect. Yeah. Oh my god! No, literally, that was the first one. So we've done like a yoga and chill. Okay. And we did the first yoga and chill in Ghana, oh, and yeah. then like in LA just this last week. And the beauty and chill one, though, like I was actually really nervous to put it on. Really? Yeah. You because did not seem nervous at all. I was like, I remember I called, um, actually called Lauren. Okay. Uh, Lauren of Ash of Black Girl, and I'm like, when I was like buying drinks um, for it, because I was just like. I don't know the using beauty like going like being really like saying intentional about being in the beauty industry yeah. has been something that I'm like okay you're really stepping into this and also because I'm just learning as I go you know so it's, it's been a bit intimidating like we were kind of talking about you know yeah. like if you're not someone that wears makeup if you're not like right, right. for me I'm just like for beauty is like creating and skincare and like in that sense so but it was amazing 
It yeah, was, it was, was incredible. Like, uh, New York shows so much love too. I know that your mission is to disrupt the yes. global beauty practice, which is just music to my ears because <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm not doing this under a beauty label, like because yeah. it's independent, I can yeah. say what I want. And I'm very vocal about the fact that there's a lot of, just like the commercialization of beauty has yes. led to so many misinterpretations about beauty and who mm. it's for. And yeah. Talk to me a little bit about Hana Hana Beauty, your yes. amazing shea butter line, <laughs> and kind of like how you started it. Yeah. So like you said, Hana Hana Beauty, like our whole mission is about disrupting the beauty industry from all ends. So like through sustainability, transparency, and accessibility, that's like all the abilities that we're trying to really focus on, I guess. Um, but that's from the woman we work with that actually produced the Rache. And currently we work with the Katarga Women's Group um, in Ghana. They're based in Tamale. So that sense of like disrupting the beauty industry, we use that not only like you know, buying fair trade, but also show, showcasing their stories. Mm. Um, that's why we have like the activation, the process, which is a full photo activation, a learning activation about the women and their process of creating Shea Butter, the process of how I got connected to Shea Butter. And then also with the women that are buying our products. And obviously we have more than just women of color buying our products. Of course, but Shea Butter's for everyone. It's for everyone. And that's what I always tell people. Shea Butter's for everyone. Everyone should buy my yes. like all the products. Yes. But we want people to know, we want black women to know that like when these products are being made, you are in mind. Mm. And I think that's something in the beauty industry and in any industry, to be honest, that we're never truly in mind or even said that we are in mind, even if something is made for us. Yeah. Like it's like, well, Shea Moisture had that huge, you know, a little issue. debacle. Exactly. Yes. And that was something that like really shook me. Like, to be honest, as someone that was like going into the beauty, I like was really like, and we were having some conversations about how I strongly I felt. And I started reading a little bit more and I learning about what different impacts are also doing too. And like, it was, it's difficult, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like you, for me growing a business, I see all different parts of it, right? Yeah. Like if someone's, someone's posting something on our social, like I know it's gonna be that. And I yeah. know as your businesses grow, maybe you step a little bit away of knowing every little detail. Right, right. But for me, it's like Hana Hana is so personal. Of course. That I can't separate I can't separate it from me. Like anything that is haters? a representation. Do I have a, I don't know, maybe. Okay. I mean, I think that's exciting not. if you do. No, I it's, hope, I mean, it means I, you've reached a certain level. Is, I can't I wait to have Naked Beauty podcast haters. I think there's definitely <laughs> maybe personal. Okay. Really? I think with Hana Hana. You're maybe, so likable. I, you know, I would hope, like, I, you know, you never know. You yeah. get, I think sometimes with social media, with how things happen, people feel like if you're not giving them the attention they feel they deserve, um, or like, don't understand that like being an entrepreneur, you are doing so much yeah. stuff. Oh, do like your thousands time. of followers expect you to respond to all of them? <laughs> I mean, something like they that. They have like a question like, about like their maybe that, or even just like personal friendships too, oh, or yeah. like um, yeah. not even friendships, like relationships mm -hmm, or acquaintanceships. Mm -hmm. Like people, I think as we grow into when you start to grow truly into your purpose, um, and think some people like fall off. Um, which is okay. And I think sometimes uh, people get stuck with relationships that were in the past. Totally. You know? Okay, <laughs> first of all, your point about like it's for everyone. Have you seen, it's a very old viral video. It's like this white woman who's like, no one ever told me about the butters. No, what? Oh my God, okay. I'll have to, I'll send <laughs> you it to send you. To I'll also like insert it into this episode because <laughs> it is literally the funniest clip ever. Black people, I am so mad at you right now. And let me tell you why. 
you have been hiding the butters from us. Okay? You don't outright hide the butters, but you just don't communicate how wonderful the butters are. And when I say the butters, I mean the cocoa butters, the shea butters, stuff like that. Once you have tried the cocoa butter, lotion is not the business. Okay? Lotion is more like flavored water putting on your skin. The butters is where it's at. I've seen this. <laughs> I've been, seen this. We've been using the lotions yeah. like we didn't know. And I'm just like, girl, why do we have to tell you everything? <laughs> but also, <laughs> good, like learning, sharing. Because yes. Every, when you... When you use a commercial lotion at this point, mm -hmm. it's a joke. I mean, of course. I don't know the last time I bought lotion. Yeah. I, it was like four or five years ago, yeah. to be honest. Or like in a hotel, you'll be traveling. And oh, like, yeah. And you're just like, like water. It like sits on it top is. of your skin. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like a, it's more, I think we were talking, it's like ritual. Mm -hmm. Like shave, like actually taking care of yourself is not just about like just application. When you enjoy it, it becomes a ritual. It's like more than, it's like the touch. It's the feel. It's like the emotions you're in. So mm -hmm. like. For me, I've always enjoyed like lathering on something. Totally. And even growing up, we used Shea. Of you course. know what I mean? And that was like the hard Shea. So it's like a process of like the warming up and oh, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I hated, to be honest. Really? <laughs> I hate that. I like, I just put mine in like a double boiler. Really? And melt it down. Oh, to just like the raw Shea to use it that yeah, way? Yeah. Yeah. And then I whip. And then, yep. But yeah. I don't use an electric hand mixer. I use a fork. What I also saw that and I was like, you need to use an electric hand mixer. <laughs> Just because of the amount we're making, we have like kitchen aids. Yeah. But like it, oh, oh my gosh, amazing. my hand. Like yeah. I was like, what we were talking, like going through and making those batches and going through the process of making multiple batches and then seeing the women make their raw batches with their actual oh, hand whipping yes. it. It just gives me so much appreciation yes. of like, the whole process yes. of even just like lathering to creating, like, you know, yes, that whole yeah. thing. It's a truly like artisanal really product is. from the earth. Yeah, and it's tradition. Like, yes. and that's the thing that I think people don't understand. Like, and that's why I always try when people are like, well, why didn't you tell me about it? It's like, this is tradition. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not just like a $3.5 billion, you know, market, right. which it is. It's right. literally a tradition. Like, this is something that was passed down. And, like, these women are creating and making this and teaching them to their children. But now it's become something of obviously how to make money, right? right. But it's like, how, when does it come a point where your tradition then is making people's billions, but you're still mm. not able right. to have accessibility to a level of comfort that you, like, deserve? You know, totally. And so your family's from Ghana. Yeah, my family's you were from born Ghana, DC. In DC. Yes. But now you live in Chicago. And I live in Chicago. I used to live in New York. I used to live in New York for like, it was like, so I used to live in different places during the summer as okay. I would teach. Okay, so I was right, a, teacher. You were a teacher. Yeah. So I would like, so one summer I did like Germany, one summer I did New York, and then Ghana. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So growing up, like how aware, how aware of your roots were you? Very. So we, my brother and I both, what my parents did was when we were six months, moved us back to Ghana. Okay. So we lived with our grandparents. Our first language was Chi. And What's then, the language? Chi. So T-W-I. Chi? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we lived there till it would be, for me, I think I was still like three, maybe. Okay. Still very young, but time to start school come back to the States. Okay. And so all my schooling was like in Ohio. Um, I know, Whoa. super what random. What was Ohio like? I, um, white, yeah. suburb. Actually, to be honest, this is when like, 
My parents were extremely intentional about us growing up in a Ghanaian household. Like That's we went amazing. to a Ghanaian church. Mm. I like the Ghanaian every summer I still go back home for the Ghana picnic. Like That's very much involved. My dad is like very much like a very like he's like a project manager to be honest. <laughs> like he just all these things that happen in Columbus, Ohio that is connected to Ghana, my dad is somehow involved. Because like amazing. Columbus is a sister city to Accra. Oh, it is. Yeah. Interesting. So the capital. So like there's just ever since being a child, like I've been so involved in different projects or different events that would happen mm -hmm. with the Ghanaian community through my dad. And it's really taught me too of being able to take ownership, like looking back and reflecting of creating what you want, you know? Yeah. So, and I don't even know, I, my, my brother talks about it. I was listening to a podcast actually that my brother was on because he does music and he was talking about how like, I, he doesn't think my dad knows how much he instilled with us mm. to just create and do our own. Yes. Well, have you told your dad? I, you know, yeah, I think he gets it. He does, yeah. but I think- but You gotta tell, you gotta really like I gotta tell him. I gotta let him know, yeah. right? Because I, I, you know, my parents are, being first generation, your parents, like my parents came, they went they on their journey. They sacrificed yeah, so much, right. Yeah, you know, and he like, my dad went to school here. My mom like lived in London before. Like they went on mm -hmm. their- their journeys to reach their purpose. So I think sometimes when they look at my brother and I, they're like, okay, we set you up with all these opportunities. <laughs> like you did basketball, you did this, you yeah, did that. Yeah, you were, yeah, yeah. you had yeah. all these camps. Right, right. Why are you making this so hard? And Why are you in going and being an entrepreneur? Yeah, and like, like just go and just like make, make it easy. Money. You know, yeah. make it easy for yourself. And for me, it's like this. I mean, I went to grad school. I taught, like I've done Yeah, those and you were at things. grad school while you were launching this whole company. Yeah, I just finished grad school. Oh my God, I'm like, it's like, a, I feel like everything has like cut loose, like allowed me now to be like, go, go. spread your wings. Right, <laughs> and the thing is, when you have this like creative impulse, this idea that's driving you, yeah. it may seem like the hard thing to do, but it's actually the harder thing to do to ignore it because it's like this oh voice gosh. that won't, it won't oh stop, right? So it yeah. just keeps coming back to you and it it's is, like impossible to ignore. Honestly, like, I mean, just recently, so I, I'm planning on moving to Ghana at the really? end of September. Oh, so jealous. Yeah, so like moving, being there for six months, um, working on um, creating a direct trade curriculum for Shea farmers and Shea women in the Shea cooperatives that are able to then like go through this training and sell on platforms where they can get actually direct trade, oh like gosh. coffee. Instead of, so that's the plan. Okay, you were definitely disrupting, right? You're like developing <laughs> very whole trying new, to yes, like, very much trying to, yeah. Okay, and so many different layers of it, and that's why I like say that it's like when we say the mission of disruption, it's like very much intentional of not just like having representation of black women, right? Oh, of course, Which yeah. is great, like that is another way, right? But like mm -hmm. when we truly say uplifting women of color, it's like in all the ways that we truly can, yeah. <laughs> oh, to be blessed with this much beauty, intelligence and drive, it's really, I mean, it's really phenomenal. Thank you. It's really phenomenal. I'm curious about your experience as a teacher. Yes. Because a lot of, I feel like, I was very lucky to have good teachers in my okay. life, but you probably see a lot of teasing, bullying, and think about how much of like early childhood shapes your perception of, of yourself course. and of what you think is beautiful. Oh and my God. People have lifelong insecurities from like a joke made to them at seven years old. Girl. 
<laughs> right. Yes. So okay, yes. what ages were you teaching? And like, did you see this stuff? Oh yeah. So I was teaching from seventh grade, which is like prime age of like riffing competition. And I'm teaching West Side Chicago and okay. also- They stuff. call it roasting there, right? Roasting, riffing, yeah. going like all that. It's like an art form. It's art. It literally- It's very even, cool. Even like my, my brother, like he was like a riff master. <laughs> like, oh my God, amazing. Like, it was like, that was like the thing, you know right. what I mean? But if that's not- it's only okay when you're with friends and you're doing it, right, and, like right, the understanding, right? Of course, right? Of and so I taught seventh grade through high school. Oh God! And I taught um, algebra, and I also taught like a hip hop and social justice class. Oh my so God. you're like the coolest <laughs> teacher ever, like math and hip hop and social so justice. Fun. It was so fun. Did they, all your did all the like kids in your class have a crush on you? The little boys. I'm it sure. was like oh, I remember my first year that teaching. Kind of every, me oh out. my God! Literally, and it was <laughs> stop like, looking at my boobs. <laughs> Oh my, and it's also I'm like a person that, like I hate bras. So yeah. it was like one of those things where it's like Chicago winter and you're like, okay, either oh gosh, you're like, like standing like this, <laughs> like literally and your hands are either crossed at yeah. all times or you're gonna have to wear like a padded bra, which then <laughs> ups your boobs. Like you're like, yeah. okay, one's the loop. Like, yeah, totally. But um, I love teaching. Like to be honest, I could teach for the rest of my life. Really? Like I love working with kids. For me, it was more so the institutional, like being in the system of mm -hmm. the education system that was more so really, it was like a welfare. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a course. lot. And it was never the students, like to be it's honest. the parents, of course, right? In the environment. Not even, and not even the parents. It was more of like systematic. the systematic. Yeah, yeah. Being like, you know, you can be a really good teacher and you can even still have a support of good admin and it will still be very difficult mm -hmm. and especially if you're a person of color teaching people of color in a space that's just white like a white space yes and i can imagine how that affects your mental well-being of course on top of all of this i know you're also a pisces <laughs> yes the most emotional sign it's a fabulous yes. sign i feel like rihanna's a pisces but is she really she, she is. is oh my god she is actually She's a Pisces. Yeah. yeah but it's an it's it's an emotional sign but you don't oh, yeah. show your emotion right that's like one of the I, defining things like yeah you you're emotional that you don't I feel sleeve. like I use like because sometimes like when I would read Pisces and how emotional Pisces, I'm like that is not me. No, but like, you cover I, it up. Think about Rihanna. She's like I'm a bad bitch. Yes, but deep down she's. And I showed it through work. Like mm -hmm. I was. Oh my gosh, I showed it through work. Like my and that's. I mean, I went. I went to my master's in counseling psych. Oh, so wow. like when you talk about taking in emotion, energy, and everything, I feel like I can definitely take that in and like figure it out that this is not my energy and yes. also realize where it's coming from, but I will still take it on. You know uh, what I mean? Okay. Which can be- I to talk to you about therapy. Yes. I have questions. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, Leah, let's just get into let's it now. Get to <laughs> so one of the things I have observed from doing this podcast, yes. I talk to women about their self-care routine. Yeah. They all go to the gym. Yes. They all get their hair done. Yeah. They all do face masks. They I'd want to say maybe let's say 95% of the women I've talked to in the past two years, they all go to therapy. And me over here who thinks, I think I've got my self-care stuff down. I'm yeah. going to acupuncture. I do Pilates. I don't see a therapist. And now I'm really coming to terms with the fact that maybe I should. And I've mm -hmm. always felt like, oh, you have to have something going on. Mm -hmm. But when people talk to me about it, they're like, it's like going to the gym. Like, even if you're great, why wouldn't you want to be better? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's honestly, even for me, it's a problem. I, I go to therapy um, recently just like 
took a little break on therapy yeah. just because I know I'm, I always do this thing where I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I feel like when I go to Ghana, I don't know if I'll have a therapist. So let me like try to prep myself without having a therapist, yeah. which is so stupid, honestly. <laughs> wait, wait like, so am I like, am I doing a disservice to myself by not being in therapy? I think if you are able to, if one, to go to, you have to be open when you're in therapy. There's no reason to go to therapy if you don't feel like you're actually gonna be open to the person, right? Right. So it's like, I think going into therapy, you have to be able to be honest with yourself. And okay. being honest with yourself is one of the hardest things, right? Because then you really start to unravel a lot of things that maybe you're doing wrong too, or like okay. how you can change. What's What's an example? like? A if nothing traumatic is happening in your you life. You can still go. So like, what would be an example is, of something? Like if you, like you right now, you, run, you have your Nikki Beauty podcast. You are trying to like, just you're a black woman in this space, in this world. <laughs> That's enough. You should yeah. have someone that you can talk to. My husband and, doesn't cut it. And your husband can still be that person. <laughs> yeah. But someone that is literally there that has no, they have no reason to have biases towards you. And even though mm. your therapist's real, but they have they they might have certain biases. But when you step, when I step into the therapist role, my role is not to give you advice. My role is to be there and listen and soundboard and help you navigate what you want to navigate to and give you different like looks at maybe your perspective. Mm, mm. And I feel like everyone should be deserving to have someone that they can sit and talk to and just talk about their problems, right? Yeah. Like imagine if every single child had one person they could just talk to about anything. Yeah. You know, and they're yeah, not there to get them in trouble. Yeah. They yeah. have that agreement that says they won't tell nobody unless <laughs> right, you're trying right. to kill somebody. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. You know, so I think, you know, if you're at a place where you're like, I want to I wanna try it out, mm -hmm. why not? And the thing is, sometimes therapy can also be like, it's a lot because you might be unpacking certain things that you didn't even know were there. And mm -hmm. you're like, oh, didn't realize this is all inside this is of me. You're like, oh shoot, this is probably why. Da, da, da. Like you just start connecting oh, and really taking a deep dive into yourself. Interesting. Right? Is it weird that I, this is a very irrational fear, but I feel like my therapist will be like bored. No. <laughs> so I feel like people probably come in with all of this interesting stuff. And I feel like, I'll be like, I feel like I should be cooking dinner at home more and I feel guilty about it. No. And they'll be like, this is really, no, you're wasting that is my what, time with this. No, I mean, if that is what you are like, and you will find your therapist that, whoever your therapist should be should not be bored. And even if they are, you shouldn't know that they're bored. Okay. You okay. should. So you hid your boredom at times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a question. What about when people came to you with the same problem over and over again? Weren't you just sometimes like, girl, like just, you, you've been talking about this week after week, just get it together, but you can't do that? Or can I you? will let them, I definitely acknowledge that this has been, let them show, like, this is okay. a pattern, okay. right? You're like, this is a trend. This is definitely a trend. Let's okay. talk about why it's a trend. Mm. What are maybe some of the things that are going on that it continues to be a trend? And if it's a trend, then like, let's, what do we, what do you feel like we need to do? So then mm. you can continue to talk about it, right? Like I can talk about the same boy that I come in every time, but if it's the same exact problem, <laughs> right. there's not even a new issue right, or like it's right. like same involvement of that mm -hmm, problem, mm -hmm. then let's, let's like notice that it's the same involvement of a problem right, too, right? right. Um, but I mean, for me, therapy, I started therapy in college. Okay. Um, Cause I have anxiety, like um, I would have a lot of panic attacks in college. Um, How did the panic attacks manifest themselves? So for me, my a lot of my panic, <laughs> A lot of my panic attacks manifested via um, irrational thought process on future events. Okay. Um, and separation 
of like communication and things like that. Uh, so like, okay, I know I, exactly what you mean. You know, so like it could be, let's say, I always like give people. So <laughs> when I was in therapy, I remember one time my therapist canceled an appointment. Yeah. Because, and he literally told me why he canceled it. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, oh my God, is it because of it? Like, I just yeah. like started Worst going, case scenario immediately. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, girl, why? And like going to therapy allowed me to realize that my thought process was going from zero to 100, 100 right. real quick. And it wasn't like a negative thing. Yeah. Like, I remember my first panic attack I've ever had, like when I did reflection, like as a child was basically future thinking about how I wanted to go to college. Oh like my God. literally as a fourth, like, yes. And like, I remember going to my mom and like crying. She's like, what is going on? Like I was reading like this encyclopedia and getting so excited about <laughs> becoming a doctor. Like literally was like, okay, you have to do this and yeah, this. And then yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. Anxiety's and like my mom, like thing. praying, like praying for me, like, you know, just like calming oh. me down. But like it, that's different ways your anxieties can manifest in different ways. And I feel like for me, therapy allowed me to realize how my anxieties were manifesting. Mm -hmm. And then also realizing that I have the authority and I'm worthy of not being in this space at right. all times. Because mm -hmm. I think sometimes when you move, you're like, when you're an anxious person or you're depressed, you're like, this is how it is. This is always going right. to be how it is. And right. now I just have to work in this like bubble of anxiety mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. sadness mm -hmm. instead of like, this is how it is Breaking right now. Yeah. And I can get to this place here mm -hmm. or I've been to this place mm -hmm. before. How can I find different tools to move out of it? You know? So are there practical tips and tools if you do feel like a panic attack or if anyone listening For, is feeling yeah. like, yeah, like do you so, focus on your breathing? Self-talk is like one of the biggest things. Okay. Okay. Like self-talk is so important. So positive affirmations? Pos not just not even positive affirmations, but being able to notice what you're saying to yourself, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like realizing the conversations that you're having with yourself. Yeah. And so um, I was in Ghana this past December and I was in this space like I was with people that I like really enjoyed being with like and I was like hanging out with this a guy and just like everything was good. And I was like in that space and I was like, whoa, like. I actually don't feel good right now. Like I like, even though everything is going around me, like, I am in my head. Like I am just right. really, right. like I could tell, like I was in my head. Yeah. I was just, you know, like I was no, I was aware. So the first thing I think is being aware. Okay. Right. And okay. being like, okay, I am Stepping at this point. Stepping out of yourself and yeah. seeing your emotions. And, and being feelings. aware. Yeah. And sometimes that's really hard. Yeah. And then also being able to remind yourself that this is not a forever feeling. Mm. Because I think sometimes that's like the one thing is like, I was talking to a friend about feeling depressed or feeling very sad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, have you not been sad before? I'm like, yes. <laughs> right? Right. Yes. And like, yes. okay, so this right now is a period right. or a point or right. a moment. Right. right. You don't have to know how long, but it's, this is just right. a part of a time, right? We've had multiple years mm -hmm. before this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So being able to realize that and then also being able to think about what are the things that actually make you happy, right? Because when you're anxious or you're, you're feeling different depressive symptoms, like you are not focusing on what makes you happy. Yeah. You're focusing on all the things that are making you anxious. Right, right. Right? Right. So like being able to first start like, okay, what are the things that will make me happy? And being able to realize you also have a choice, right? Yes, yes. So like, you know, there's certain things that I'm like, okay, if I'm making a decision about even, sometimes I get extremely, <laughs> just being around a lot of people can be a lot for me, yeah. even though I'm like, very bubbly yeah. and like all that, like it is a lot. Yeah. So like course. I'll be like, okay, I know this situation is a situation that will usually make me anxious. Let me yes. be aware of that. Yeah. Do I need to go through this? 
it's like either yes yeah or no right right like it's right. really like yeah. very simple it's like yes you do because this is part of your job and you have to get through this and yep. this is what you do yep. okay so if you do mm -hmm. then what are the different steps that you need to take so that you are able to perform or be able to do what you have to do yes some of those steps might be that you're going to go into this event do it pop out and go in your ritual sometimes yes. it means maybe you got to smoke a little joint i don't know what you got to yes, do okay it out. exactly like, i was going to say let's talk about dance and marijuana yeah, two things two, things that two of your things <laughs> that i enjoy to do <laughs> one i need to talk to you about your dancing videos because first of all like maybe this is like creepy to admit like the video you posted recently of you dancing with your plants in the background wearing this like red little tube top and you just look so gorgeous so happy oh, i watched it like 10 you. times oh. on a loop and i know thousands of people have watched it so clearly i'm not alone in like being obsessed with this video of you but like it was it was a portrait of a woman so in touch with herself so happy so like the joy you're feeling as you're just moving and expressing your body in space it's yeah. like you can feel it. Thank you. you can feel I, it. I honestly felt that way. Yeah, and that it's song amazing. was named Abna, so I was like really oh, okay. in my space. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. beautiful. So you dance a lot. Yeah, at home. I like. I found, and those were some of the things like being able to say, "What are the things that I really enjoy to do?" Mm -hmm. I love movement. Same. I'm, like, not, I'm I, not a good dancer like you. Like, but. Girl, you can become a good dancer. Like the more honestly, I used to do 30 minutes every morning of just dancing in front of my mirror. Ooh. Because I was like this like it was like a shakeout yes and this I is some, like you know especially during when i was teaching like that i had so i didn't realize how much stress and anxiety i was carrying mm -hmm. when i would come like you know you can take your baths you can do whatever yeah. mm -hmm. but it's like it was still there you had to like like let it out yeah. yeah and it was literally like i felt like you know in the morning why i like to work out in the morning because i like i was talking to a friend i don't really dream like okay. at night, like I like a, as a kid, I like pray not to dream because I would be like really bad nightmares. I was like, yeah. God, please don't give me any more dreams. Yeah. And I feel like he was like, I got you, G. <laughs> like you're never gonna dream. You'll never you dream again. It. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when I wake up, sometimes I still have so much pent, not pent up, but it's like either you're restless or you just have mm -hmm. still energy that maybe you need to shake off to be able to take in another, you know, yep. sense of energy. Yep. So, I love to dance and. I just have to move and listen to music and let my body like it's just a I think while I'm dancing and like it's an exercise and I started doing that because I was like it's too cold in Chicago to go running. Right. I don't really want to do my Nike workouts right now, yeah. but I know that if I like do a little twist and wind yes, for 30 minutes, yes. I'm going to still get that little ab workout. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's amazing. You know, so. And I feel like in terms of smoking, like you opened my eyes. This past event, when I learned that you could add like lavender mm -hmm. and like dried rose, yeah. marijuana. Yeah. I never knew that was possible. Yeah. I learned that from, oh my goodness, I learned, the, the first time I learned about lavender, I was at this meeting and I was like, oh my God, who was it? One of my friends is like, we went outside and she's like, oh, I got some lavender. And I was like, what? Lavender? <laughs> like, I don't even know. <laughs> and you sprinkle it like on top of the yeah. joint? Start me off from okay, the very beginning. So one, you don't have to use marijuana. Right. If you just want to use herbs and smoke herbs or make teas, you can do that. Okay. So let's say though, cannabis wise, you are you want to roll a joint yeah. or whatever. Nice indica strain. Yeah. Okay. Indica, whatever, sativa. You can add any herbs with it. Okay. So like lavender calming, just Amazing. like lavender it's calming. the same way essential it's the oils. the same way essential oils. 
And that's the thing. It's like these same properties. And that's why I always try to tell people about like making and creating. Yes. Like when you use the avocado oil in your hair that has protein yeah. to help growth, it's still going to do the same protein. Right. It's going to do something for your skin. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And it's still going to have those properties and going to be able to carry that on in that way. So it's just like with lavender or like my new favorite is rosemary because rosemary is literally its own natural sativa. Really? Like when I talk about clearing up, it gives so you, you the same. you can just roll up some rosemary in a rosemary, joint? Rosemary, some lavender, whatever. Like lavender, lavender I use at night. Okay. Call me. Just make me and I you just it. light it and smoke it. And just go. It Doesn't it, doesn't it feel like smoking like potpourri? No, it actually feels like it's, you can taste it. You can oh taste lavender. Gosh. I need and to you can try this. And the thing is like you cook with rosemary. You cook with I know, lavender. I know, I know. You know, so all those things that you can cook, why should you not be? Like, I feel like that would probably, I mean, at the end of the day, cannabis is a herb, right? Right, right. So it's like, I think it's just like society really has us up <laughs> when it comes to like oh my god the shaming around marijuana oh, is the shaming, like just like actually going back to like our roots i think there's this there's this huge stigma right on how someone moves if they smoke or if they drink or if they right. do this like, like me i don't yeah, yeah like you're a pothead you're this and it's like I you're like so, I'm actually one of the most accomplished <laughs> I'm an educator I have a graduate degree I'm an entrepreneur I have a successful company I do like, everything yeah and tra- yeah and yeah. it's like you know for me during being a teacher I remember like having students talk to me about marijuana and obviously I'm not gonna be like I smoke yeah. weed nothing like and that and also like it's, That's it's an age me. yes right like I don't I'm so grateful. I didn't know some kids start smoking young. Which is not the time for it. Your brain is still developing. And that's the thing I always used to talk to my students. And they would tell me, and I'm like, the thing is that, you know, it's a lot of Mm self-medication, to be honest, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the kids I was talking to, and Kendrick Lamar was talking about like, uh, what is it? Niggas always self like medicating with weed, yeah. da, da, da. Yeah, and yeah. that's it's a truth, you know. Right. Like whenever I had students that were having issues, and if it was something like a lot of students started smoking, but like I would be like, "What's going on at home? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Yeah, like why are you like? Let me ask the questions. Right. Why are you actually smoking? Right. right. Not and just like And they will tell and they will tell you why mm-hmm. because it makes me feel chill. It makes me mm-hmm. feel calm. Oh, mm-hmm. do you not feel calm a lot? Mm-hmm. It just makes me forget a lot of these negative things that are happening out. And I'm like, well, if I was going through what you were going through, and I found that this little herb had me <laughs> feeling like you yes, know it's not course. happening, I'm sure you would too. Yeah. But I can tell you right now that this is what it's going to do to your brain as a 16 year old kid, and this is what it's going to do because obviously you're unable to handle homework and do this while you're smoking the weed. So maybe you should find another right. balance. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe you should do, you know and actually yeah. having those types of conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think like society, like we really have to actually have positive conversations about marijuana mm-hmm. and also like not even just positive, but honest conversations. Cause like, if you are smoking every day and not knowing how to handle your life, right, without maybe it. you need to figure, like if I was just out here smoking, not making money I mean, or making impact. Before they go to work in the yeah. morning. I mean, and like, also it's like, if you're smoking, you're constantly having panic attacks maybe you shouldn't be doing it. It's right. not for everyone. Right, right. You know, it's right. just like right. certain things are not for everyone and that's okay. Yes. And so did you once drink and now you don't? Yeah, I used to, yeah, I once drank and then not once, like one time, but like I definitely- <laughs> You used to drink. I, yeah, I used to definitely drink. I was like, loved Hennessy and tequila. Okay. When and did like, you decide to And stop? then I was like, uh, I had like a, did I have a New Year's Eve here? I used to have a lot of New Year's. I like, my brother oh, lives here. New Year's so. Eve in New York City is the worst. Girl. It's messy. Girl. It's never fun. Never. 
it's literally never it's fun. always like it's like fun and then it's like mm. yeah it's like how are we gonna get home yeah so it's always how are we gonna get home honestly <laughs> it really and, that, is. and i feel like it was one of those how are we gonna get home moments <laughs> yeah when i was like I actually, I've never liked how I felt after mm-hmm. drinking. And I think you. like, even with like, if I didn't like how I felt after smoking weed, I would not smoke weed. Like if I, yeah. you know, and yeah. like making that decision of being like, the only reason why I drink is because everyone else is drinking. And I feel like I kind of have to, like not have to, but it's like part of it. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't really like drinking. I'm just not gonna drink anymore. Right. And I think for me, I'm definitely a person that if I have a decision in my head, I either, I have to go with it or I like, it's going to be problematic. Mm. Like it's re- I've, I've really found like when I follow my intuition or when I don't follow my intuition, bad things happen. Like not bad, but like, it's just like, it's, it's a hardship for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so yeah, I was just kind of like, I'm going to stop drinking. I think it was like three years ago. Okay. And do you feel different? Is, is your skin different or is it just like, it's just I not feel, part of your I life? I definitely, I mean, I don't know if it's my, honestly, my skin, I've never really had problems with my yeah. skin. I know. And I knew I, it. I, I, All right. Let's get into it. No, because is, good. Because yeah. good. Because this is, and I this tell is, people. thank you. Because I this is why people. I have a podcast. Because yeah. people think that it's products and 99% of people with amazing skin, it's genetic. It's genetics and And some nurturing and maintenance. Yes, it's but definitely. Like, you were born with beautiful skin I've, and you've you've maintained it. Yes. Yeah. No, I will say that. Yeah, no, that's I've great. never, I didn't. And I always felt like it would just sneak up on me still. I didn't go through the little like pimple breakouts. Like my brother did. Like yeah. I like, wh- like I just was like waiting for it to happen. <laughs> yeah. But then also I think at the same time, I was like, I was never like into me. And I also think it's cause like I didn't, Try to put makeup on on or put stuff on my face or like, you know, like, so I never really had problems. I think the most recent where I'm like popping up with pimples, like once (laughs) when I have like, I know it's so many people are listening to this, like taking out their headphones. I I hate this girl. I hate you. (laughs) And I try to tell people that it's like, even if I don't have a full breakout, I still will have insecurities about my skin. Yeah, everyone and has their thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it used to be this thing, like, I just don't tell people if I'm like, have a pimple or not. Like, I remember my friends were like, that's nothing. I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah, you're like, I'm just gonna keep but it to it's, myself. It's, I'm just gonna keep it to myself. Yeah. But I know when I stopped taking birth control, um, my hormones were like, okay, mother nature, we're here. We're gonna do what we're <laughs> supposed to do. Um, and that is definitely when I started making some intention, more intentional choices on how I eat. Because I've just always been like, I'm going to do what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, because you have a fast metabolism, yep. you're tall, you're skinny, I'm you have like, a model physique, <laughs> which is great. I'm trying. But honestly, like a lot of these models are like very skinny. I oh, think I'm I know, a little scary. bit curvy for. You're uh, curvy is a stretch. Uh, cur- yeah, curvy is, a, <laughs> curvy is definitely a stretch. Yeah. But like when I. You've got a great body. I Thank you. I won't, I won't deny that. I won't deny that. And also do you, like, honestly, though, we were, who was I talking with? Um, Sophia and I after and a draw. Sophia's so cool. I need to get her on this she, podcast. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And Valerie, we were just talking about like literally your skin is like Aww. a a like thank you. Like it's amazing. Like we we're thank like you. wait, it just seems like 
there's it's already like there's always makeup like it's already done like <laughs> you, you. Like, you know what I mean so I for me I'm just like I'm just trying to move and feel comfortable like honestly I just want to feel good in my skin and yeah. and I honestly feel like God was like okay girl I'm not gonna give you as many pimples right now growing <laughs> up because you are already taking all this heat for being dark skin and trying to find your <laughs> I was like you can't throw all of them at me like, like you know like I'm trying to navigate my life in this way yeah. um but Something yeah. you brought up in, in the talk yesterday, which I thought was so interesting, was this idea about like dark skinned black women becoming a trend. Girl, yes. Oh, yes. It bothers you? Oh, yes. I mean, I remember someone like reached out to me, like sent me a thing that was like looking for dark skinned models. Oh, God. And sent it to me. And this was like, you know, <laughs> I was just like, I saw it and I was like, am I? And then the worst is when you're looking for dark skinned models and then you're not trying to pay them. What? You know what I mean? Well, that's just problematic in general. Problematic. My thing is like diversity is a trend in all companies right now. And black because it's women, profitable. It's profitable. And, and, and it's we should also be very clear about why companies care about things. Exactly. It's always because of their no, bottom line. Exactly. There's no it's larger money. purpose. It is yeah. always money. Yeah. It is always going to be some type of capital. Like right. Even as a business owner, like at the end of the day, you're obviously going to be very intentional about your choices that you yeah. make. But if you're never going to be intentionally make a choice that will make you lose money without right. a full benefit, right. right? Right. Black women are profitable. Black women have always been profitable <laughs> yeah. for yeah. companies. We spend a lot of money on cosmetics. And- was 7.5. Yep. 7.5. Like what? Yep. Yep. It is that And number, we spend 80% more than our non-black counterparts on Which beauty. is wild because none of these products are even meant for know, us. So then we try to make, we buy these, all these products and then have to make our own things with those products, right, right, adding and all this right, stuff. Right. And I'm like, girl. Yes, I it, know. And it's like, and the thing is, it's globally. And that is not just black women in America. And right. I think that's what like black Americans need to realize. Like these numbers are black people globally. globally. Ghanians are buying these beauty products yep. from here, shipping them, having people come in, buy all these products to sell in their stores when all these products are made with resources from yeah. Ghana. Yeah. It's it like, like it's totally like, backwards. Yeah. It's like, what? I know. Well, that's why you're going to be so successful and we can I all support so. yeah, I mean, black owned uh, <laughs> beauty that has intention behind it because yeah. I think that's really important. I mean, it's, it's all, and like when you really dive into the beauty world, you're like, ooh. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. And like, it's like, you, it's just, for me, I'm just like, oh, you know, I never, for me, I, my intentions were never to be in the beauty industry. Yeah. But like, I think it's amazing that you are because yeah. we need more people like you in the industry. And that's what like, especially I think with Instagram, I'm like, I'm going to use Instagram or any social media to allow you, it's a curated version of my life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm only allowing you to see what I allow you to see. So right. don't like Beyonce. Think it, I love right? how Beyonce doesn't even use captions. What? She's like, here she it is. She really doesn't. No location tag, just a picture. <sighs> She's the best. This is all I'm going to give She's you. Take a, it. Also, I saw that you were at oh, the, on the and run the, and I you were like, sick. risked my life, <laughs> but it was so worth it. Like, I almost drove back from Ohio to Chicago for a free ticket. I'm actually really surprised I didn't. I to mean, be honest, I'm really surprised. I was like, wow. The, the tour's like, still going. You can still see her. I want to see her so bad. I saw her last year. Yeah. Was it last 2016? Beyonce? I feel like, 2016, I feel like I as a black woman, I am especially gifted to be alive in this era of G. Beyonce. G. Like, I, like, it's hot. I feel like for everyone, like, okay, my husband's beehive now. Like, yeah. He gets it. I mean, I feel like but you as cannot. But a black woman, like, it's for us. Like this it's is like yes, yeah. It's like and and the way that she inspires me to be my best self and to like recognize all parts of myself. Like 
praise. <laughs> like honestly, from the begin, like from Destiny's Child oh, until now. My 10th I, birthday, we went to see her. I, I've been obsessed with Beyonce for, yeah, 18 years of my life. Yeah. I mean, I used to dance in our front lawn in the suburbs to Destiny's Child, singing and like doing like yeah. literally yeah. fake praise yeah. dances. Do you remember the song Happy Face? Because yeah, that's it's a jam. It's a jam still. It's a jam still. Like, so oh my gosh, this is the, that's the episode music for this. Like Beyonce is literally, like I don't, honestly, and that's the thing when people are like, ugh, Beehive or whatever, like you guys really. Wait, do you know thing, people that don't like Beyonce? That's I, my next thing was like if you don't respect her, yeah, we don't need to. Be I friends. don't really like yeah. There's something like, going what on with is you. It? Like yeah. what is? Yeah. I really want to know what what is it? Yeah, game recognizes game. I mean, there's you can't take anything away from that woman. Yeah, what are you gonna say? Like I don't I don't know. I have nothing bad to say. And I just feel like and maybe it's bad because I feel like there is a tendency when you're ambitious to overwork yourself. But mm -hmm. when I think about how much she works and her output and the level to which she does everything. She's basically like, unless it's done up here, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, and I feel like that's a level of how we should live our lives. Yes, I like, know. And I think it's some, that's the thing. It's like, I think people are so in this um, way of like, you don't like, you should always set your expectations for yourself mm -hmm. high mm -hmm. to reach a certain level yep. because it's like, and that's okay if you don't do, right? I think it's being able to acknowledge what type of impact you want to make. Beyonce yes. was like, I want to make this type of impact. Yes. And if there's like, if I wanted to be a small owned business and continue to just be a small right. owned business, you that do is that. fine. That right. is okay. Right. But if my impact is supposed to be global, mm -hmm. you have to be working to a certain level and you can only have a certain amount of energy around you to get to that level. Totally. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's I so think deep. like sometimes people just don't want to simplify things to that point right. of like, I want to make this impact. Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a positive way right. because most of the time when we know that people are making impact, it's negative or right. putting someone down or right. whatever, right. Right. right? That's right. what we're used to. But it's like, if I say I want to make a positive impact and I truly feel like I can do that in this space and I want to get all the resources and get mm -hmm. the accessibility to do it, mm -hmm. what's your problem? Right. You know? Right. Like, why are you mad at Beyonce? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, you know? What are the three beauty products that you're obsessed with? It can be hair, it can be body, it can be anything. So, honestly, the Shea Balm is my favorite thing. <laughs> like our Shea Balm, the oh, lip balm. Oh, I yeah. just love lip balms. Yeah. So for me, when, we made, when I made the lip balm, it was literally like, well, all the products that are made for Hana Hana, it was because I needed it for something. So yes. everything was made like literally for me and then it's like works for everyone else. So I'm like, oh, okay, I need to order this Shea Bomb. <laughs> I'll also link to it in the show notes yes. so people can experience it I'm for like, themselves. Yes. So Shea Bomb, Glossier Lip Gloss. Oh gosh, okay. Is actually my fave. Okay. I want to hear. What do you have to say? No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. fine. I feel like it's bad that I'm like such a glossy hater. I'm not a hater. I actually love Emily Weiss. I'm obsessed yes. with her. I just, I don't like that they don't pay attention to the ingredients in their products. Yes. Yes. And I think she said something like, our customer doesn't really care about ingredients or something like that. And Ooh. I was like, so then maybe I shouldn't be your customer. Ooh. But I got to do more research. I love their market. I, I love the brand. Their brand positioning is yes, crystal clear. Honestly, from... Being able, using their products and working with them in different marketing, mm -hmm. they truly do care 
about how they move. Yes, yes, yes. That is something yeah. that I like, and mm-hmm. I feel like they need, like, more brands need to just follow. Yes, yes. They're and definitely, like, st- there's, everyone strategic. is paying attention. They're all, all, all the paint. major brands are, like, shook by yeah. Glossier. Yeah, very paint. Like, yeah. everyone, like, from even just, like, a comment of, like, oh, this is not working for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, like, they're on it. You know, so I do hope that definitely they move in to be able to create more natural things and yeah. stuff like that, but... I mean, if that's not what they're planning on doing. Then yeah, then that's also like a lane for them. Yeah. What's that, the gloss that you like? What's it called? It's their lip. It's just their, like their lip oh, gloss. Oh, that like clear vinyl one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, okay, I, I know that one. I literally put a shea balm and lip gloss on and it's like, boom. Okay, I need to try it. Um, Let's see, third. Because I don't use a lot of products. Um, Can we talk about your hair? Because your hair yes. is amazing. Thank you. What is your hair process? So, is it always like this? Is this like your signature? So I think it's like, I like want to do braids more now. Okay. So basically I, my hairdresser, she, I used to do crochet with my leave out, like my hair leaving out. With oh, it. isn't the whole point of crochet that you don't have to leave anything? Yeah. Cause that's why I love crochet. Right? I'm like, and let's just, just put all this away. away. But yeah. for me, I'm always like, I want to make sure it looks as realistic mm-hmm. as ever. Mm-hmm. So I used to do leave out with it and then I cut my sides. And I was like, that was stupid. So then I just was like, okay, I need my sides to grow back. So I'll just continue wearing a crochet uh, and doesn't have to cover my sides. Which hair do you use? Is this is this Jamaican bounce? No, this oh. is um it's a, like what what's the one that everyone uses for braids? Like just like Bohemian? The, not Bohemian. Brazilian. No. I'm go-go so go something. Name. It's in a green box. Mm, I'm stumped. Okay. It's like the one that literally every, like, this is the thing is that so many people ask me about my hair. Because you wear crochet, because, okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Your crochet, there are three things going on. One, it's like lived in, right? So yeah. there's a way when you first get crochet where like all the ringlets are perfect and it's just like, it and doesn't. And mine never looks like that. And your hair just looks like lived in. Two, this cut is everything. Like the Thank bangs, you. the shape, like, do you I cut it? I just always cut it. Okay, so you have figured out the perfect proportions for And then, like, I also always, because it always starts, like, right above my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then as the weeks go, I cut it up. It's very cute. So I always just let it kind of just sit. And then I'm, but my thing with crochet is that I, because I'm, like, very much, like, I'm caring for my underneath hair. Right, so do you do, like, a herbal spritz? Oh, yeah, I create an oil. Like, I have a little oil combination that I spray my hair with yep. using, I love actually using apple cider vinegar to rinse. Oh, yeah, rinse, that's the best, yeah. And, like, actually take out that dirt. Yeah, of course. Um, making sure I'm conditioning my hair. Mm-hmm. Because for me, my ultimate go- goal is to just be able to have my natural hair out and just, like, do but like all types of things mm-hmm. but i think right now where i'm at is like I'm you're busy yeah <laughs> literally i'm like yeah. I, it's not even lazy it's just like you're busy this works yeah like why like why would i you know what i mean and also it's like with shooting with people um I'm just, oh gosh yeah they'll try to bring out a curler like, or a heater it. and you're like please don't touch my I'm hair like, don't touch my hair yeah i got yeah. it yeah i was interviewing the girls you know saint beauty yes, yes yes they were talking about how they were like we just went on the shoot and they were using all this stuff and like they didn't know what to do and i was like no you guys have the most beautiful natural like, hair just, like just protect it don't uh, let anyone touch your hair <laughs> yeah and yeah. i'm just like uh, i'm gonna do it and it's like for me too like growing up i had like my aunt's do my hair like my aunts were braiders mm-hmm. like and then like I wouldn't really I didn't really have that experience of going in the shop like that like yeah. I think a lot of black girls like yeah, go yeah, through yeah. that experience for me it's like we would go to the shop once or but it would be a shop in someone's house 
Okay. You know what I mean? And you have a really like a connection. Mm -hmm. Like it's someone that you know and you Mm -hmm. feel like I was never questioning like, oh, is this braider not going to do my hair like how I want it to? Yeah. And then like as I moved to Chicago, lucky for me, I was like introduced to a braider who also was in, like going to school for natural hair, but then also like a nurse. Like she's oh like, my God, that's like, amazing. She's not, and that was like, okay, we understand, like we're friends now. Yes, like okay. she knows like my life, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's amazing. And it's also very like nurturing of my hair. And it was also very like, I have two people that I go to for my hair. Um, one's name is Joy in Chicago and then Caprice. Are you willing to share information? Oh yeah, of Okay, course, I will link course. to it. Yes. But some people like, I'm low key like a little bit like this. I'm like, I don't want them to get too booked up. Well, the thing, well, I'll, <laughs> because... I'll share Instagrams. Okay, Instagrams, all right. Joy doesn't have an Instagram because she's like now like finishing her second degree in nursing. Okay, Joy she's should so be bomb. yours. Keep yeah, Joy to Joy yourself. Joy is mine. <laughs> Joy is mine and everyone in Chicago that knows my number, I'll let you know there. Okay. But, <laughs> The, and the one thing they always told me, because I remember I was, I had, not only did I come here, but like I was getting um, stress alopecia. Like, oh my um, gosh. First of all, okay, look at how little, look yes, at, this is no my, leave out. I had to beg the braider to leave. She was like, you want to leave this all out? I was like, these tiny like, little like, hairs, yes, can you just please. let them live? They don't need to be. I was getting, like, I was wearing wraps because I had, um, what is it, twist for a really long time. Okay. Um, like, uh. And I would wear wraps up. Mm-hmm. And what my wrap was doing was it's, basically rub yeah, rubbing. My, and I, oh my God, I was like stressed. Like, I know. I was like, I'm growing bald. Like, I'm going to go bald. Yeah, and that really was even one of the reasons of like cutting part of my sides. So I was like, well, I just might as well just cut my Start sides. Start over. Yeah. Do you and, do like castor oil now? Oh, yeah. Like, so many things are just like massaging, mm-hmm. like peppermint oil. Yes, yes. Um, and using just like, what do I use? I do jojoba. Nice. I'll do hemp. Nice. Just like switching it up of like three certain oils. So okay. jojoba, hemp, castro, and I make a little mix and I'll massage it in and put different lavender. Like I'll have different ones for what yeah, I need. good. And just being able to like care and not be like upset about your hair, but just right. be like show it love. Just yes. like you show your skin love. It's like, it's going to blossom. Right? Yes, yes. So Anything able, nurtured will blossom. Right? And so instead of being like, oh no, I don't like my hair. Yeah. Like being like, girl, it will grow. It's hair. It's going to grow it's back. It's going to grow back. Exactly. And if it doesn't grow back, I guess God didn't want it to. So <laughs> exactly, <I don't> <laughs> exactly. You know. And are there any beauty trends that you really don't like or things that you've done in the past that you're like, why did I do that? If I could have gone back in time, like I wish people didn't do this. I remember when I definitely tried to hop on the little, like it was like a maybe like a like I wasn't even good. I'm really not good at makeup, so like try to the contour thing. Oh yeah, I feel, I like I'm not gonna push anyone's game down, <laughs> but I just see that process oh, of yeah. like the kick, like the kick this and then they yeah, did the, yeah, yeah. It just seems like too much. It yeah. just seems like a lot. Not yeah. too much. It's just like that is a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, anyone can do it. Nothing against anyone right. that does it. It just seems like so much. And I just don't know. I think I the know, trend is, I think it's, it needs to go. It's over. I, I'm over it. Yeah. It yeah. Just, it, like you really see how different people look. And it, like, I know there's like, you know, you see that little hotep, like if your girl looked like this in the morning, but then look like this, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she can do whatever she wants. Can, can we talk about hotepness? Ugh. Okay. How would you define it? One. <laughs> okay. One. Because my listeners are international. They're from all backgrounds. And it's like, we know what it is. But how would you describe it? <laughs> when someone is like, Black Lives Matter. Like, you know, represent the Black man. 
respect the black man. I respect the black woman. That is natural. Queen queen comes in, yeah. The queen, the Nubian princess needs to be respect, needs to be loved in a certain way. They don't fully say respect. Cause you, you know, you can't, you can't talk like, that's the thing that gets me. They talk about respect the black woman, right? do this, but then they themselves don't respect the black right. woman. And all of that is fine. So then what's the bad part of it? The bad part is they say they're respecting the black woman and they say they res- they're talking about black lives matter and all, or like, you know, blackness. They look at blackness in the way of the perspective of a, only a black man. I remember someone said, I don't know who said this, but everyone got mad that the black man is the white man when it looks at people of color. Have you ever heard the that? The black man. The black man has this, like, the black man can sometimes act as, like, the white man when you're looking at black, like, in that uh, sense. Ah, I see, I see, I Someone see. Someone said I that see. before, and everyone was so upset. Like, I think Twitter was Well, like, black men have a lot of privilege exactly. amongst people of color. Yes, and also black I should men. say straight, cis, black yes. men. Yes, and that's the thing, is that most of the time, straight cis black men only look they don't look at gay black men as the right. same issue like they seem that as an issue the right. gay I the feminization like, of the, yeah, black, the man. black man is yeah. a conspiracy that <laughs> hollywood is trying to and oh. i'm like uh, so what you're telling me is that all the little gay black boys yeah, are part chose. of a global conspiracy. They're yeah. like, I'm going I'm to be a part of this global conspiracy today. Right. I'm going to be gay today because I just want to really just ruin the opportunities yeah. of blackness. Yeah. Like that is my, like, you know, it's like sometimes I just wish like, not just black men, because in general, when people would speak their opinions, one state that their opinions mm-hmm. and not confuse their opinions as fact. Right. And I think that's the problem sometimes when when you go at Twitter or a lot of the big voices that are problematic is that they're speaking their opinions right, as facts. Right. And they think they're woke. Yes. And they're trying to like put, put, you, put on, you on. And you're like, no. And you trying to tell you about your experience. You're confused. And like, who are you talking to? I know. But you come across in real life. In real life. Twitter yeah. sides. You come across guys like that in real life. What, oh, what's, yeah. the, what's the dating scene like in Chicago? So I've been celibate for a year and seven months, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, celibate by choice, I'm assuming. Celibate by choice. I was just talking to Yamina about this. She's like, everyone that's celibate knows the date and time and hours of their celibacy. <laughs> She's like, you've been celibate for one year, seven months, five days, oh two God, hours. I was like, so whatever. <laughs> um, you know, I don't, oh, I don't know. I've like dated, I, I dated in Chicago. Um, like I had a boyfriend in Chicago. I just feel for me, like, it's hard. Like a lot of people know each other. People like, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I think sometimes people are like, "Why aren't you dating? Like, don't you get a lot of play? Like, aren't you talking to a lot of people?" And I'm like, "Again, I'm busy." No, either like I'm busy or like people don't even really be approaching me like really? that. Really, that like, is surprising. People approach me in the way of like, "Yo, chocolate," oh, or God. like, I don't know <laughs> because don't you're know. you are you're beautiful. But I think that you're so open and bubbly that you're not intimidating. I, I don't think I'm intimidating. You're not like, giving like a Naomi Campbell, like icy. Like no. I feel like you seem like a beautiful and approachable girl. So I'm very surprised that you I think maybe a lot. people like, or, you know, also like maybe people are approaching me, but I just don't see it as That's that. probably it. And That's that probably might be it. it. But I you're really You're like, oh, don't he's think... so nice. Yeah. And all yeah. your friends are like, girl, he's in love with you. And you're like, he's really? He's so nice. <laughs> really... That's probably what it is. I think I, maybe that's it. Yeah. Or like, I just, I honestly feel like I am not like, I get looks. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of like. People staring at you. Stares yeah. or like even. But I really, I don't know. Like, I don't 
get like, yo, girl, let me take you out to <laughs> dinner and cater for you. Right. <laughs> you know, but then also I don't give a lot of people my time of day because I definitely, I mean, I'm 27 and 25 year old me was like, still very had a lot of standards and who mm-hmm, I would not, mm-hmm. but I would like give my time to people. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, if I look at you, not look at you, but like if I have a conversation, like I have experiences and stuff with you and I'm like, you are a friend. Right. Or I just see certain things that I want and maybe it's not, I don't want to take the time to, mm-hmm. like, it's just like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not in a place where I'm trying to date just to date, right? Right. Like I'm, if I'm dating someone or if I'm with someone, it's very intentional. I'm trying to build a partnership. Like I'm trying to build something. So okay. it's like, I'm not going to try to build something on faulty foundation. Okay. You know? Okay. So like you're at the point now where you're like, if I'm going to date someone, I should be able to marry them. I think so. Okay. Like, I think, or like, not even just, ma- like I should, it should be more than just because I think you're cute and fine and like you fit my needs for right now. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's honestly the reason of like celibacy for me mm-hmm. is more so like, it's not about like, oh my gosh, my, uh, I don't know, like, like Virgin Mary type of thing or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like, Protecting that, my like, purity for my yeah, husband. It's not, yeah. For me, it's like one, our womb as women. There's energy. Yeah. There's so much energy. Right. 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 And personally, and like when you're having sex, you, me personally as a woman cannot insert any energy into a man, mm-hmm. like physically. Yes. Right. And that, like, having sex with a man, that is a direct insert of energy. Right, of course. And when people talk about being digmatized, like, girl, you probably are dig- Like, that's actually, like, that's, that's energy. Like, you don't know thing. what people are holding in. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know what people are putting in. Like, really, that's like, that's a connection. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if I can make the decision that I don't want to be around someone because their energy is, eh, then I should be able to make that decision of like, I'm not trying to mess with you because even if you're super fine or whatever, like I just have my intuitions like, girl, like my, you know, my room's like, nah. <laughs> no. Like I feel like my mind, my heart and my mind and my body need to be all in sync when mm-hmm. I'm having sex. And I think before it was, it was like body, maybe your play heart, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was in lust, you know? Yes, like, yes. And like being able to be like, okay, girl, be honest with yourself and one being honest with myself and be like you were in a lust with a lot of the relationships you're in it wasn't like true true commit like true right. anything right and then being like okay um that's not what you're trying to do like you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. and just like going through that and it, i mean it's obviously it can be hard in different ways and you can be tempted like there are a lot of i mean not a lot but there's some fine very fine people and mm-hmm. i feel like in the spaces that we're in you yeah. meet a lot of they're people. Creative, they're, they're creative. They're smart. They dress well. They smell good. Yeah. 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 And then you're like, you're still trash. <laughs> you're still trash. <laughs> you, I think that you have the gift of intuition. Actually, I think all women have this gift of intuition. Just but to follow it. We're not always able to tap into it. And yeah. you seem to be so in tune with your like I'm inner really, everything. I think I like for, I've in the past couple of years, like of having different experiences, um, and just like living, like I just found like there, I, I can only live this life once, right? right? Yes. Like no one else can live a Banabwama, a Chumpon's life. Like mm. it is only me. Yes. And so either I live it how I want to and not only how I want to, but what is 
beneficial to all of me mm-hmm. or I live it in other people's specs of what they think is beneficial to mm. me. So like really taking the time to like really align all my things with my purpose and like really like, you know, like being spiritually connected and t- like prayer and all those yes, like things, like yeah. everything all around to like make myself the best person for me and for whatever the children I want to have or whatever. Like, you yes. know, like I have I have goals for right. my personal life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to be able to be the best I can be. Yeah. And I think at this moment, that is really helpful for me. That's beautiful. You know, so. <laughs> Final question. Yes. When do you feel most beautiful? Ooh, when do I feel most beautiful? Honestly, I feel like, I really, I feel most beautiful when I get out the shower. Okay. And it's like <laughs> the, like, I don't know. I don't know if you ever just get out the shower and just like look at yourself naked ever. Yeah. I always tell people to do that. And once you start to do that, you really force to like look at yourself <laughs> and you're like, damn, I'm popping. <laughs> Like, you really, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I'd be looking at I'm like, wow, like, look at this, like, the skin yes. or the muscle or, like, even how your boob is. Like, just start to really look at your body. Yeah. And I think, like, I would, like, Sophia talks about being able to do your skincare routine without being in the mirror. Yeah. But for me, it's, like, being able to look at yourself in the mirror yes. and also put on and, like, just see, like, you don't need to put on makeup. Just, like, literally looking at yourself and be like, oh. Yes. That's you. <laughs> Um, this this meme or something I think I recently saw when it's like when you f- see yourself and you just be like wow like you really out here like glowing like wow this is just only the beginning you know yeah. and I feel like black like honestly like as black women like as black young girls we've been told so much that our natural beauty like not even just beauty like our natural form of beauty is not okay like you need to change something you need to straighten your hair you need to put a texturizer you need to put a contour even though the contour that people are trying to reach is your natural contour right right. you need to still like your butt you need to do something Mm -hmm. to maximize your blackness Mm -hmm. or maximize how beautiful you can be so I like black women go look in the mirror, be naked. And it's scary. It is because some people are like, I've never actually looked at myself naked. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if my mom looks at herself naked. I hope she does. Like, I hope like all women and like black women globally, you know, like this is some like beauty, the toxic beauty and also the trauma that is connected to natural beauty Mm -hmm. is a global thing for women of color. Mm -hmm everywhere and I think it's just so important for us to realize like you're not alone in the process of unlearning and relearning and it's like for me I feel like I had to do a lot of unlearning and for whatever generations or people like generations that I affect after my children like obviously I think everyone has a sense of unlearning they'll have to do but I really want to be able to push that and my mom pushed a lot of confidence in me. You know, she's a very, very confident woman. Like I, I honestly, like to be, I don't think, I think she looks at herself every day and is like, I'm popping. Like I really do. <laughs> like I, I'm like, I went home and I was my mom and her best friend who is my brother's godmom. They're all kicking it, like hanging out. And I was just like watching my mom for the weekend. Yeah. And I was just like, 
she's so popping. Like yeah. she is just, and like that's why herself. you're popping. Yeah. Literally, like it comes, you know what I yeah. mean? And just being able to embrace that. And I think sometimes, especially as African women, like we don't talk about beauty in this way mm-hmm. um, or we do it until you're 27 or whatever. And it's yeah. like, we really have to feed like you are beautiful, those affirmations to our children and not like, oh, princess, but like, your natural beauty is enough. Like yeah. you are enough mm-hmm. and you can only better yourself. So yeah. So beautiful. <laughs> Abna, you are an incredible, incredible person. Thank you. Just, so I feel grateful <laughs> just to hear you speak oh, and, and you. think through all of these things. And I know you will make a huge global impact <laughs> and you will have a legacy. And I really appreciate you coming and Thank sharing. you so much. Thank you for creating this space and allowing me to be unapologetic and authentic. Like this is so beautiful that you have this. I mean, literally to have a podcast about saying it's naked beauty and like that, the wording too, like yes. naked beauty yes. is just so, like it makes me so happy. So Aww. thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Thanks guys for listening. <laughs>